The following podcast, Fresh Perspectives, has been produced by Apari AmeriCorps member and recovery coach Caroline Buckley using the equipment and facilities of Wilmington Community Television, Inc., WCTV. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Fresh Perspective podcast with your host, Caroline Buckley, from the Wilmington Substance Abuse Coalition. In this episode, guest speaker... Emily Marsh, who is the Community Engagement Coordinator at the Phoenix, which is a nonprofit sober activity, active community that offers free fitness programming and safe supportive community for individuals recovering from substance use disorders, is going to tell us about what her organi- organization offers and her role. So welcome, Emily. Thank you for having me, Caroline, um, and thanks for putting together this podcast so, like Caroline said, I work for the Phoenix, which is a nonprofit in Boston, Massachusetts, and we offer free fitness programming for anyone in recovery, as well as their supporters and anyone who chooses to live a sober lifestyle. Um, so, my role as the community engagement coordinator is to strategize outreach so that we can reach as many people as possible and hopefully help to save more lives. As we know, The opiate epidemic and just substance use epidemic in general has really impacted not only the Boston community, but our country and the world. So we aim to find a solution to that by focusing on not only um, the physical health aspect, but also the mental and spiritual health and as a way to rebuild lives. So the Phoenix is aims to like remove the stigma from addiction. So we know that that's a huge barrier to people getting sober is the stigma and the shame surrounding it. So we offer a safe place for people to come and uh, not only work out together, but get together with other people in recovery um, and have hope, become stronger emotionally and physically, and just accomplish things they never thought they could do. And so our organization started with just this idea of being able to do something that you don't think you're capable of doing. So a lot of times it's our mind that gets in the way, but our body is capable of doing a lot of things that we think we can't do. And so the Phoenix started in 2006 and has since um, helped over 26,000 people nationwide. Right now we have Our on-site programming exists in Costa Mesa, California, Billings, Montana, Boise, Idaho, Denver, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Belmar, New Jersey, and then here in Boston. Um, We also offer off-site programming, which if so, if we don't have a gym in place somewhere, we offer what's called Phoenix Rising. So we do fitness programming maybe at a local gym that might host like a class once a week or once a month that we train the staff to like kind of take on that Phoenix approach and inclusive and accessible workout for anyone who fits the criteria to come into a Phoenix class. So we try to cover areas that we don't necessarily have the resource to build a gym in. Um, And so, so that's kind of nationwide what we're offering. But so when you come into our gym, some of the things that we have, our main events are CrossFit, yoga, climbing, and then we also have open gym hours. So anyone can come in who is 
48 hours uh, sober, so 48 hours of continuous sobriety, and then we ask all members to fill out an enrollment form, which includes our team member agreement, and that kind of covers some of the standards we expect for people to be a part of our community. So in addition to the sobriety, um, we ask people to not use it as a dating site, so we don't want people coming in just to meet people um, for romantic relationships, so we want to make everyone feel welcome and safe. We want um, no racist, sexist, or homophobic language, Physic people to be aware um, of trauma that other people might have, so always having a physically and emotionally safe space that anyone can come into, because obviously we know when we look at someone, we have no idea the trauma that they've been through. So we want to make, we want to have trauma-informed practices all our staff are trained in that way, but also trying to instill that in our team members by modeling that behavior. Um, so for our workouts, um, every workout starts usually or ends with a circle up. So we get everyone together and we usually go around and kind of say, you know, if you're a person in recovery, if you're a supporter, and sometimes we have like an icebreaker question, which could be anything from like something that you want to do, but you know, you haven't done or something that scares you or what's your favorite flavor of ice cream. It could be very low key. We just gets people talking, gets some conversations started and kind of we try and avoid just having like when you go to any gym class and it's it's more of that competitive feel. It's just come and do the workout, be the best you can. There's not really always that community vibe when you go to different gyms. Um, so we want to make sure that everyone feels included and a part of and we also all of our workouts are scalable and accessible to anyone so we obviously you know have people coming in who are experiencing homelessness we have people coming in who haven't been to a gym in 10 years we have people we might have people who were really great athletes within one particular um sport for a long time but then got away from it because of their addiction and so we really have all levels of people coming into the gym and so all of our staff and, and instructors are trained to be able to provide an accessible workout to anyone with a physical disability, a mental disability. Um, and so that's, that's a huge part of what we offer because a lot of times we do have people coming in who, you know, they come into the gym and they see people doing CrossFit and lifting weights and they're like, I can't do that. And so instead of saying, okay, and turning them away, we, we kind of you know, we, we get curious a little bit. Why, why do you feel like you can't do that? Have you worked out before? Like, and kind of just find out a little bit about their background. Do you have any injuries? And, um, you know, a lot of times we have people doing workouts um, with weightlifting with like a PVC pipe, a plastic pipe, just to learn the moves and the forms. So we're not having people coming and injuring themselves, trying to prove that they can lift so much weight or whatever. So, so that's that's also a big part is making people feel welcome when they come in. Um, as the instructors, we can use our own experience to kind of share what that was like for us coming in. You know, I remember personally for myself, I went to a Phoenix climbing class before I worked for Phoenix, and I had never been climbing before, and I didn't know you know, what shoes to wear. And I was like, you know, should I wear my Merrells? Should I? But anyway, rock climbing has its own shoes that are provided at the gym. But I had no idea. I had never done this before in my entire life. So it's like putting myself back in those shoes and remembering what that was like going to a place that I've never done this activity before. I was afraid. Um, and so being able to use that experience to help someone else who's going through that 
is helpful, and that's that's what we offer with the peer-to-peer model. Most of our instructors and staff are either people in recovery or people who have been affected by recovery or addiction in some way. So, you know, that's that's a huge piece of it. So we have people who understand, people who have access to recovery in different ways, who have resources and networks in different areas. And so everyone is really here to help somebody become the strongest that they can be in, in many different ways. And so we we also have, you know, opportunities such as volunteering, so giving back we know is always a great way for people to kind of build your feeling of usefulness in society. And a lot of times when you're struggling in active addiction, you feel useless and you feel hopeless and, and all of those negative feelings that come with it. So volunteering is always an option for people to give back to a community if they feel passionate about that. Um, that's actually how I found out about Phoenix. I was actually living in Colorado at the time and wanted to give back to people in recovery through art, which was um, an outlet that I used in my own life and wanted to start an art group for people in recovery. And um, somebody told me about Phoenix, which was formerly Phoenix Multisport. And so I just called them up and was like, hey, I have this idea and I was wondering if you guys would be interested in hosting it. And they told me to come to their classes first and like become a part of the community a little bit. And so I did that. And, and and anyway, I did end up doing the art night, and that became a weekly event on the schedule, and I just volunteered and did that for a number of months, maybe nine months or so, and I moved back to the Boston area, and around that time, about four years ago, is when the Boston chapter was beginning, so Boston is newer. It hasn't been around as long as the Colorado chapters, and so and Boston has its own amazing story of growth. Um, starting off as just like meetups and runs around Boston Common and different things. And then we had a small gym on Albany Street on the fourth floor of a building. So it was very hidden. You know, no one was really walking by and really knew we were there unless you knew about us. And, um, you know, raised a ton of money and was able to buy this really amazing space over New Market Square and have just an absolutely brand new, incredible gym with a yoga studio two CrossFit boxes, a climbing wall, offices, and everything that you could need um, to come in. So that's a little bit about kind of my story in Boston's story. Um, but another thing that Phoenix is really trying to do is remove barriers to access for resources. And we know that money can be a huge um, barrier for people. So all of our programming is free. Uh, we provide all of the equipment necessary to participate in our programming. So even even clothes and shoes, we do have a lot of um, sponsors who will send us stuff or people who have donated workout clothes. So if someone does come in and they don't have anything, um, that we can hopefully provide them what they need for that. But in terms of climbing gear, um, workout gear, yoga mats and props, we have all of that in the gym. And so we also have parking, which, as we know, in Boston can be difficult to find. So we have a a giant parking lot. And we, yeah, and so we we really want everyone to be able to come in and access the services that we have and help as many people as possible. And so my role now, so I had started as a volunteer and then became an instructor, uh, yoga instructor, 
and a climbing wall instructor as part of Phoenix's workforce development. So I was able to start as a volunteer, and um, Phoenix helped me to turn that volunteer work into a more career focus and get some training to become a yoga teacher and then climbing wall instructor. And so, and then now as the outreach coordinator, um, my job is to kind of find a strategy to improve our outreach efforts and make sure that we're reaching populations that really need us. And um, whether that's minority groups or just certain populations that may have that may not really know about our services um, and just people in general. I mean, I talk to people a lot, and although the word's getting out there, there's still a lot of people who don't know about what we offer. Yeah, so, so that's kind of in a nutshell the majority of what we offer. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, um, you know, and also kind of more, well, I guess some of the questions are for me, but also for uh, the listeners. So I know that you spoke about in Massachusetts that there is a Boston location. Are there any other locations in the state? Yep, so we also have um, a chapter in Lowell, and so we offer certain programming out there, um, mainly CrossFit, some yoga, and so that's for anyone in the Lowell area or any area really so it doesn't matter where you live but if you can access any of our locations then you're welcome to come awesome and um I think I originally you know heard of uh the Phoenix or you know what it was called before Phoenix Multisport um I think it originally had appeared in Massachusetts and in Danvers and then or it was always in Boston I don't know but I had first heard about it in Danvers and then in Boston and then uh you know a few of of um, my friends that I know that are in recovery in the in the Lowell area, you know, I've seen um, them posting pictures and things like that of their cool, you know, the cool things that they're doing over there. Um, so it's definitely very intriguing, and and I think the 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 biggest part that everybody loves to hear is that it's free. Um, but you know, do you do you guys um, like? ask the public or, or community members to to donate or is it um kind of you know it's not something that i guess they're required to do but you know i guess how and maybe this is a bigger question but how you know do you uh do you guys um being a nonprofit, kind of fund yourselves mm-hmm. yeah great question so so one thing we do ask of our members when they sign our team member agreement is a suggested donation of $50 every six months. It's not required at all. It's just a suggestion. If people can afford to give back, then that's great and welcome. Um, but everything is funded either through grants, um, you know, personal donations, donors, um, fundraising efforts. So everything is free for that reason. And so we have, you know, people on our staff who write grants. We have people on the staff nationwide who um, strategize fundraising efforts. And we do a lot of, like, peer-to-peer front fundraising and trying to get you social media as a tool to um, get, like, smaller pieces of um, smaller chunks of money raised through that, like $100, $500 in um, – you know, nationwide, that can really add up to a lot. So that's, so it's obviously people believe in what we do because people are giving us money and they believe in what we're doing. They see the impact. They see people, um, you know, hopeless one day and then coming to our programming and being a part of the community and just becoming fulfilled and happy in their lives and stronger and um, confident in what they do and 
like adventurous and seeking seeking to dream bigger and do bigger things and and um it it really just shows when you come in and you see everyone in our community you know even at an open gym the other day everyone was helping each other and it was it was just like a bunch of people who came in to just work out an open gym and a free gym time with no real class set up and everyone's kind of partnering up and getting together and kind of making it into almost a class um, just because that's what we do we have this amazing community and it's about like holding you know holding each other up and um, helping each other out in any way that we can um, which kind of sparks me to think also of so we do not promote any specific pathway to recovery so we are open to anyone recovery is defined by you how how do you define your recovery um what that looks like and so you know we are just a supplement we are something that anyone can access as a way to improve their recovery and strengthen it and build a solid foundation so um we don't have any restrictions on that we we hope that every single person who um defines themselves as in recovery is welcome to come into our gym awesome um, and I had a question about, like, as far as community members, like, how, I get, and maybe you don't know this, but, um, like, what would you say is kind of, like, the typical, you know, week for a member? Like, are they coming once a week, twice a week, three times a week? Like, what, what I guess, is kind of hmm. yes. their schedule? Yeah, no, that's great. So, we when someone signs up so you only have to sign up um once so anyone can do that either in at the gym or on our website and there's no commitment no contract so people could come in once and then maybe not come back for six months but a lot of the times like our kind of core community are people who come in multiple times a week and you know a lot of times people kind of gravitate towards one focus whether it's crossfit or maybe there's there's a few people who come like strictly as part of our yoga community come once a week to a yoga class on Sundays or maybe they're more into climbing so and we obviously have people who kind of mix it up and do everything but for the most part people might gravitate towards like one specific activity and kind of come for whatever we offer for that if it fits in with their availability um, but another thing we're trying to do more of which is another part of my role is to introduce more of social programming so um, for instance we just had two social events one was vision boarding um, which is collaging basically goals for your future, a vision for yourself. Um, and then we did a board game night. So just trying to kind of find some alternatives to the typical fitness-based approach and um, give everyone a chance to kind of get together and just make friends and talk and have fun with no real pressure to do um, anything physical. And so just another opportunity, another way to get people together. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we also offer like more seasonal programming. Right now we do surfing up in... Um, Rye, New Hampshire, and then we also sometimes do camping trips, hiking trips, um, snowboarding trips. Depends on the season and also on funding and what we have available to spend, which obviously we know can dictate things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we have a lot. That's great. I think everything that you know you guys provide and and what you're doing is is really um, amazing. You know, I believe that everybody, you know, who is seeking recovery or is in recovery, you know, could benefit um, from from this, you know, but also, you know, various other things. Like you said, it's kind of like an, a supplement or an addition to what they're already doing. And I think it will only amplify and, you know, what they're already doing and, and help them continue to grow. 
which I think is huge. Um, and uh, just so you might have already said this already, but just so you know the listeners can hear again, what is the best way kind of to to reach you, or or what's the the website? So at least we can we can give that to uh, the listeners here. So the website is www.thephoenix.org. And if you want to, you know, you can read about our, us a little bit more there. Or if you want to sign up, you just hit participate and fill out the enrollment form and you can submit that. And then um, my personal contact information, I can be reached via email at emily at org. Perfect. And are you guys on social media as well? We are on social media. We're on Facebook as well as Instagram, um, The Phoenix. Uh, I believe the handle for Instagram is Rise, Recover, Live. And so a lot of times you can see kind of upcoming events um, and just some photos from recent events that we've had and things like that. All right. Well, I appreciate you um, doing all this for us today. And um, thank you. Um, for being a part of this podcast and I'm sure that um, I will definitely be checking you guys out soon and you know I hope the the listeners and the viewers will uh, be able to check you guys out as well so thank you thank you so much for having me this podcast was produced at WCTV Wilmington Community Television